You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. We're back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, I feel a little bit like Jerry Rafferty right now. I got clowns to the left of me. I got jokers to the right. <laughs> and I'm stuck here in the middle. No, I'm uh, stuck here in the middle. Yeah. Suda comes walking in, steals my seat like he owns a place. Hey, I'll do the middle seat. <laughs> yeah, we, we welcome uh, Mike Pursuta I'm on the onto the show the here. I'm on the seat here in the Chevette. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the last guy into the into the car, so you got to take the middle seat. I thought my bookend seat at left tackle was secure. <laughs> Munoz has that locked down. Is there another Steelers real song? Uh, they not, just do the one. Not that I, I mean, Jerry Rafferty went on to have plenty of hits on his own, but you know, that was the uh, they were Scottish band. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I know. Clowns I don't know if you knew that, but no, I know Paul Fiction. Clowns to the left of me. I mean, and I know Paul who it Fiction. was. That was. Reservoir Dogs. The Reservoir Dogs when yeah. singing to the ear. See, you yeah. gotta get your. Yeah. I get mixed up. Uh, as I said, we, ma- we welcome uh, Mike Pursuta of the uh, DVE Morning Show, Steelers Radio Network, uh, Steelers.com, all kinds of stuff, as much as you can do. And Mike, I was thinking today as I was walking into the building that I- I've got a common theme here, a thread about why the Steelers have now lost their last two games in Cincinnati. What has not happened the last two years in Cincinnati is I you, have not gone have to not O'Malley's gone. in the alley. Uh, O'Malley's in the alley the night before. There's the yes. This, this is this, this is, is not all This is. <laughs> I was have been deemed uh, non-essential on the road, so I'm not on the road. Well, I'm just saying, if they want to get their get their mojo back in Cincinnati, they better get you to O'Malley's in the alley. Next Dale, year. as you know from firsthand experience, <laughs> I've always been willing to do my part, <laughs> do the dirty work. Stick right. my take, face take in the Take one fan. for the team. I mean, it starts with the preseason and prep, too. I mean, it, Sharkies. Great point. I mean, great point. we can all do our part, you know, year-round. This stuff doesn't happen in a week. You can't just show up and expect, yeah. <laughs> right. You can just roll it out there and you know, give it a week. You got to prep. It's been a tough couple of years in that <laughs> Off-season prep. It has. Uh, I, Mike, I know we talked, uh, you actually talked to Matt and I both on the, on the pregame show, and yeah, I'm going to be talking to Matt tonight, too. I guess we don't well, do enough go. stuff together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, more you, the more we do together, the better. Uh, but uh, were you shocked at all by what happened in Cincinnati? I, I can't say shocked because it's the NFL, and I'll give you the same cliches, but how many times have we seen a team look like uh, it's never going to win a game again, and then it wins the next week? Mm-hmm. And I, I picked the Bengals to win. Matt, we did the preview show last right, week. Right, right. Uh, the Scouts Honor segment on the pregame show, I said, I think the Bengals are a better team. And you said, yeah. I do, too. I do, too. I thought they were going to win the game. I, I just didn't trust them. I didn't see 41-10 to 10 coming. Yeah. But it's, I get that you didn't trust them, but if that's your biggest criticism, they must be pretty good. No, I thought they were – I think they're a good team. I think they're yeah. the best team, in fact, in the AFC North. I think they're the best roster. Yeah. Um, I think they're a more But we've seen this before from the Bengals. The Bengals have had the best roster in the AFC North in years past. They have. Sure. didn't do anything with it. There's an arc to learning how to win. Correct. The Browns are struggling with that, and the Bengals seem like they're maybe turning the corner a little bit. The Jerry Porter game, I think they had a better roster. Yeah. But they didn't win that game. They didn't win the game. You know, so, uh, you know, you you, you look at it, and I know people are saying, well, the Steelers won't win another game. To your point, uh, the Ravens. Lost to the Bengals, what forty-five seventeen in Baltimore. Yeah. They kind of did the same thing year. to Baltimore that they yeah. did the Steelers. Yeah. Um, somehow the Ravens have continued on. Are eight and three. Matt and I were just talking, uh, Mike. And if you took the Baltimore Ravens off the top of the page, when you're looking at the Ravens' stats, 
and the way their games have gone yeah. and final results and how they just won looked at the stats you know. themselves, not the win loss record, not to who it is. You'd think they were a four or five win team. I think they're last year's Steelers uh, at a large degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, they've won eight out of eleven, and I never carp on somebody for winning. That's the object of the exercise. Yes. Herman Edwards. At the end of the day, you play to win the game. Play to win the game. <laughs> Hats off. I, I take my hat off and give it to them. <laughs> I'd like to give Harbaugh this one because it's got a Sparty logo on it. <laughs> and wear it in front of his brother. But, but that said, I, I'm not here to say that, okay, they've won 8 out of 11, so they're going to continue with that pace for as long as it takes because I'm not going there. I, I think the wheels could come off in Baltimore. Um, Do you think uh, the Bengals are the best team in the division? You know, Cleveland's kind of depleted now. I, yeah, liked, yeah. I liked Cleveland at the start of the year. Baker's all banged up. They're in a bad spot right um, now, yeah. Yeah, I really like what the Bengals have going on. Mm-hmm. And, and that can know, change at the drop of a hat, And they've too, stayed, they've stayed know, the right? healthiest. They I mean, have they've been the, the team that has been and the most healthy all season. Yeah. Right, right. But that, I was you know doing a little deeper dive into the Ravens this week, obviously. And, boy, the games they pulled out of their backside. Uh, it's crazy. The Detroit game, the oh. Minnesota game, the Kansas City game. The Chicago game without Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think there's one other one. I think they five of their wins could have easily ended up on the other side. Of easily, the yeah. not like easily. Know, that's not the Steelers' perspective. The black and gold lenses you're looking through. I mean, it's a bounce here and there at a crucial, crucial time, and every bounce went their way. You know, I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's an art to that, but still, it's unsustainable. So if you're looking at, you know, can the Steelers get out of this? And it, you know, it's hard to get your head wrapped around that after that Bengals game, but. You still have Baltimore twice, Cleveland once. I don't know what Tennessee's got left. Doesn't look like much. In a couple more weeks. They're in a bad spot, too. Uh, I'm real curious to see what Minnesota does without Dalvin Cook against the Lions because, Matt, I I told you on uh, the preview show either last week or the week before, I've, I've caught the Vikings several times. You know, doing my Steeler problem. Yeah, yeah. I think they're outstanding. I don't know. I don't know how the <laughs> record's what it is. They on they're the anti Ravens. They lose these yeah. games yeah, by really by have. three points. But you know, of all the years, Cousins stopped throwing interceptions and they're still not winning. I, yeah. I don't get it. They just find a way to lose. Boy, they got some players. No, they got some guys. Justin Jefferson's a star. But, you know, yeah. right? You know, to to the point. What's what's that team going to look like um, next Thursday? On Thursday, yeah. in a short week. And I all mean, that. Cook Cook's not going to play. Anthony Barr's questionable this week with a hamstring injury. The left tackle's out. Like this is before they play on Sunday. Like, what, mm-hmm. what's that going to look like? You know, when they when they roll into that short into a game in a short week against the Steelers, I don't so know. So I guess the sl- you know the sloppy elongated point that I'm trying to make is it's a week to week league, man. It, it really more is. so this year more than, than ever, year. don't you guys yeah. think? I mean, we've all been doing this a long time, but I mean, I don't. It used to be the favorites. You probably pretty darn fit, you know, pretty darn good about the favorites. Yeah, it used to be that way, man. <laughs> right. I mean, dogs are covering yeah, it crazy it right now. Right, right. <laughs> there was time. I remember back when. I, I do remember those days. And this year you you have dogs not just winning, but winning convincingly at times. And the, the bad teams, the two-win teams, you know, the Jets getting wins that nobody saw coming. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that Bengals team lost to the Jets. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, the the week after playing the Ravens. That's, uh, like that. you know, I asked Mike got, earlier this week. got slaughtered by Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, when they, yeah, it's, 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 it, I, I can't figure it out. Um, you know, again, been doing this a long time. Uh, the, <laughs> there's a good chance that the Bengals will sweep, though they've already swept the Steelers. They're they, three and one in the division. I, I right? would pick them to, to beat the Ravens in Cincinnati when that game comes back around. So they could sweep the Steelers and Ravens 
and lose both games to the Browns? I don't know. They get the other than the second matchup. They got slaughtered the Browns by the Browns, is, right? That yeah, made no sense. Either. Is is in Cleveland? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and the one thing about Baltimore is the Lamar Jackson factor. And the more I see this guy play, the more I don't care that his passing is scattered. Right. Um, that guy with his ball. That guy with the ball in his hands. I, I don't know that there's anybody in football. If, more dangerous. If, I, if right. my life depended on it, that I would want to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, yeah. And He's it, just a playmaker. He just keeps showing yeah. up, and even when he looks bad, he'll do something. Uh, the, the I'm game, sure you watched this past week. I mean, he looked bad I watched often. It, I watched it twice. He looked yeah. bad often, and then he made a throw and looked... on second and 10 from the 13-yard line. He made a throw off his back foot from the 34. After running around. Running away from three guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clowney and McKinley and Garrett, and touchdown. Yeah. Like, and I think Clowney, up? like, laughed and picked him up or whatever. And no, he shook, just, he no, shook no, his hand. No, or, right. Clowney threw his helmet. <laughs> Garrett <laughs> picked him up, right. Yeah. And Miles Garrett shook his hand. <laughs> like, wow, I got to take your hat uh, off to you. Right, yeah, right. Which, fortunately, he stopped short of, you know, taking his helmet off and giving Hitting him, him with it. Didn't yeah. smash anybody <laughs> with it or anything. Yeah. But, I mean, so what do you, do you see that? It's like, what, what can you do? Yeah. Right. That was one of the few times, Mike, Matt, Matt and I were just talking about this. That, that play was one of the few times the Browns actually blitzed him. Mm-hmm. They brought six on that play. The two guys tripped over each other at the, yeah. at the line of scrimmage. Everybody else got there. Yeah. Like, everybody else was coming. Oh, he, he kept retreating. He dove away from McKinley. He looped around Clowney, and then he went back just far enough so Garrett couldn't get there. It was very reminiscent of the Ray-Ray McLeod play yesterday yes, in was. practice, where Ray-Ray McLeod went on about a 50-yard run through coach. The Steelers, when they're, when they're doing their offensive stuff, they'll have the – other offensive guys will stand behind the line of scrimmage, about guys not about ten yards, fifteen yards behind the line of scrimmage to to watch everything. Mm-hmm. Offensive coordinators there, that that kind of stuff. And Ray Ray McLeod just started retreating and retreating, and he's running through those guys with guys chasing him, and then just heaves the ball down the field and completed it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And you know the other thing with this Baltimore team, at least to me, is that the kicker's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if they get over, he's the, the big reason why. If I they think get over the fifty, they got a shot to put points on the board. They're always great on special teams. And all yeah, the fourth right. down stuff because you got Lamar. Where, yeah. You know, fourth and two, fourth and yeah. twenty-seven. Who cares? Go for it. There's no coincidence. They're nine for fifteen on fourth downs this year. That's the best in the league, tied with Arizona, nine for fifteen oh, okay. on fourth downs. Similar what's playmaker. The, what's the common theme? Right, right. And something the Steelers might want to address when they're looking for their new quarterback. <laughs> you know, like that. And it's how the league is nowadays. But still, the the Mac Joneses and the Burrows are coming in the league and really looking good too. Like Mike, if you, who's going to be the bigger thorn in the Steelers' side the next decade, Burrow or Lamar? Uh, it's going to be close. Yeah, but I, I like think, both a lot. But I, I think you're you're leaning to the point that they're different quarterbacks. And I would argue that Burrow has mobility and run capability. He's not stiff at all. He's, right, he's right, not. Right. He's not the splash guy, but he'll yep. he'll take off on third and four and get you five. His game's more shape. sustainable. Yeah. over the long term. You're well, talking. I mean, the other guy's pretty sustainable so far. No. But we keep so wait, far, we keep, keep waiting yeah. for him to get a knee surgery. The, the uh, Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth, was talking about a conversation he had with Miles Garrett during that Browns Ravens broadcast, and Garrett said. I played this guy six times. I haven't hit him yet. <laughs> I mean, and he's been trying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And he's as good at it as anyone out there. There's right. nobody better at the sideline when to get out, when not to. There's nobody better change of direction, and he knows when to go down. He's not a hero. You're a hockey guy. Yeah. I mean, he reminds me of Gretzky. You know, like that's a great. 
you know, like, I'm going to blast this little guy, but yeah. nobody ever does or did. You and know, it's just, just a vision. And, and right, right, right. And yep. Something that nobody else can. And and sees the ice different than yeah. everybody else and plays at a different speed. Yeah. So I'm really growing. Uh, my appreciation of Lamar Jackson is growing every time I see him play. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a Mahomes guy, Springsteen. And Mahomes is more likely to make a great throw down the field. But some of these heaves that Jackson's come up with of late that end up working, I, there's got to be a reason it keeps happening. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't think his guys know where the ball's going to end up either, but they know how to stay alive, and mm -hmm. they, they're starting to figure out what he's going to do and when he's going to throw it and where. Uh, Sometimes there's a special players. Like, I used to think Derrick Henry was overrated. Like, takes him a while to get going. He needs a certain scheme. Some of them are just transcendent. You know, they do it at all levels uh, and, you know, right. You yeah. are preaching to the choir, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This game is overcoached, overanalyzed, <laughs> overplanned. At its heart, it's players doing football player things. It's Correct. athletes yeah. being athletes. Yeah. Schoolyard, you know, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why we love it, right? That's Because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. If you did, you could just, again, this year's. Prime example. It's not a you video know, game. It's, yeah. well, you called the nickel blitz against the screen, so you're screwed. You know, yeah, you want No, maybe the guy breaks a tackle. Great and, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's why it's fun, and that's why it's exciting. Yeah. And uh, I, Brett, I Favre didn't, Brett Favre didn't know what a nickel defense was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the open guys. I don't know what right. still right. doesn't happen right, Sunday, man, still but right. I can't wait to get there and watch it. I really uh, – this, this is one of those games I'm looking forward to, and it has nothing to do – you know, the Steelers are so messed up right now and, and injured and sick and struggling. It, I don't know about you guys. It doesn't feel at all to me like a Ravens week. You know, there's always like, yeah. like an energy and an intensity associated with that. And we're doing all our stories on the Ryan Clark McGahee hit and uh, Joey Porter attacking the team bus <laughs> and Ben Roethlisberger against Suggs and all that stuff. I'm thinking of none of that this week. You know, this is survival. Can the Steelers cobble together like, a lineup? Yeah. Like, you know, who's yeah. going to play and where? Can they can they stop the slide? And oh, by the way, we get to watch Lamar. Yeah, it just seems like the hometown teams on life support a little bit more than the opponent. And I think that's like pregnant. I think you're either on that or you aren't. I don't think there's a little. You're, life not, you're not a little bit on life support. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? like you're half pregnant. It's, right? You're yeah. either being supported, or, or you're not. Or you're, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you're not, you're probably dead. And I agree. <laughs> with, and I agree with it. Yeah. Let's say that, they're in intensive care. But that doesn't mean they can't snap out of the coma and say, "Hey, what's been going on? Yeah. Pretty good." Yeah. I mean, you think the season's savable? I mean, you're not predicting it or calling. Oh, it's absolutely impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely. Yeah. I'm not. I've been doing this long. It's funny playing Baltimore too, Dale. You and I sometimes see the game the same way. And there have been years where we've looked at the Ravens secondary and said, "There's no way they can lose to this team." Yeah. Or mm -hmm. we've lo looked at Ryan Mallett and said, "There's, There's no, no way. way." Yeah, yeah. And there was a way. There, there is always a way. Uh, Mike, you, you referenced um, the Miles Garrett's lack of uh, of success against Lamar Jackson on a, an individual basis. Uh, the Steelers in two starts against the two times Lamar started against them, nine sacks, five interceptions against him. Is that something that's sustainable with this current group? As, as current, <laughs> interesting little caveat you threw in there. <laughs> yeah, with Bud Dupree, hell yeah. With T.J. Watt, sure. Now to it, and I do those not guys, know. Right? Yeah, but they have had it. They've had this guy figured out, and it's interesting. I mean, 
Is it schematic or is it the players? That's the question. He's One thing not, we talk about, Mike, though, is they hit him. You know, yes. in the run game, they go out of their way to hit him they more than to. most defenses yeah. do. When yeah, when he's doing those uh, fakes. Right, the long developing like stuff. A, giving right. it to the back and then pretending he's bootlegging. There's a... There's a window right. where you can there's Maybe yeah, the back breaks one, but we're going to hit Lamar and it's going to pay off in 16 I mean, They've always right. assigned one guy. Just, that's yeah. your guy. Do you remember the game the RG3 right. started against them? I think it was down there. Oh. And they did that to him. And every time yeah. he would get up looking at the refs going, hey, hey, yeah. you're legal. I remember they've the done, Thursday night. Or, they've done that to Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Thursday night against Cam Newton. Yep. Okay, McCaffrey runs for yeah. 150, but the quarterback. See if you want to do it. this crap all day. Yeah. Right, right, right. His quarterback's going to get hit. Yeah. A lot. Most defenses don't. I, I don't quite understand it. I mean, when you get a free shot at quarterback, you should I take would, it no I matter what. I would take it. Yeah. And, you know, the Browns didn't, as Dale mentioned, they weren't blitz heavy last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Miami. Unbelievable. Blitz, blitz, blitz coming off the bus. Yeah. yeah. And, Seven man fronts. And they just both worked. Guys I mean, the only touchdown Cleveland gave up with a heave. Was on a, a miracle heave yeah. to Mark Andrews, and then the play I was talking about earlier, the second miracle heave to Andrews. You know, but, I, I said this on the morning show this week. When I take notes on a team, I'll watch the game, and then I'll have little subcategories. Uh, short yardage, uh, blitz package, mm-hmm. uh, punt return. For those two plays, I wrote down ridiculous. <laughs> and then I just described them so I remember yeah. them. And I didn't even need to write it down because they're so vivid. Yeah. The first one, he's he's chased and he's falling out of bounds and he just clowny hits him as he's throwing. Yeah, and then on the other end, Andrews is getting hooked by Ronnie Harrison and dragged to the ground and sitting on his backside catches it one hand. Come on, (laughs) the play was not drawn up that way. I I wouldn't (laughs) even John Harbaugh is not that good. (laughs) Very special player, though. I mean, there's no question about it. I'm I'm with you. I mean, I had I loved them coming out of school. But there were obvious doubts, and I thought even early in his career, he was a very underrated passer. I mean, even at Louisville, they ran pro-style stuff and threw the football in pro-style manners. But a big thing with Lamar, stereotypes aside, when he misses, he misses, he misses bad. <laughs> yeah. And so people are like, Joe, oh, he's a bit outside. Right, I mean, right. So his misses are ugly, though, at times. They all count the same, though. He hits the bull, he hit through the sports writers, you know. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) But, yeah, and the other thing is he hasn't had playoff success yet. Uh Right, yeah. I have a hard time with that one because I think in team sports it's ridiculous to say this guy won the cup or this guy won the Super Bowl. Right. That little help. If you recall, their their one loss against the Titans was two years ago. They couldn't convert a fourth down to save their life. They had a ton of turnovers. They lost a tight game to Derrick Henry running all over them. But Lamar sets the all-time record for yardage from a human being playing NFL football. <laughs> you know, like, I think he was okay in yeah. that game, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting matchup and, and one that, uh, you know, look, we've talked to a number of guys this week uh, already uh, between Roethlisberger and Hayward and some of these other guys, and you're like, you know, if, if – if, I think both Roethlisberger and Hayward both kind of said the same thing, like shouldn't have to give speeches this week. And I remember Ben Ben specifically said, if guys don't understand what, what Ravens week is like, they'll know it pretty quickly on yeah. Sunday. Um, that That's one thing that, uh, you know, throw the records out. As to Mike's point from earlier that, uh, you know, there have been years when either team has been down. Sure. Uh, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter in this matchup. Right. Yeah. And there's still a lot at stake. I mean, five losses isn't a deal breaker 
on its own. Right. It's I think it's yeah. the perception that well, there's five losses now and there's six games left. So how many is that going to be? Um, got to got realistically in the AFC this year. If you get to nine, you get a shot. And specifically, nine the, and a half. If the Steelers get to nine wins, I think with the tie that would they help get them. in. Right, right, right. I think they get I in if they get enough, to nine. Yeah. But you got to get to nine. Then they get there. Yeah. I don't yeah. think eight and a half gets you in. I think nine probably and a half not. Does. Yeah. You know right. And so their lines maybe a little more drawn in the sand than most of the teams in the in the division or in the conference. And everybody's got to play everybody. That's the mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, this is the latest that the Steelers and Ravens will have met for their first meeting in their history. Hmm. They've done it. Tw- they've done that's it twice December. before, a week in week twelve, two other times. I think it was two thousand six and two thousand nine that they they met late in the se- this late in the season. Um, this one is just, you know, it, it's it's set up this way. Um, you know, the, the same kind of thing for the Browns. I mean, they didn't play them until last week. So that whole division thing is is all right there, and it's it's that way around the league this year, where all the division teams are playing each other. So and the Browns have that goofy. Ravens by Ravens yeah. set up. Which I, think is that's just, a big I don't know if that. I've ever seen that one before. No, I think that's a big advantage for the Browns, especially if you make, throw the Steelers in between. Yeah, so the you know, if the, the Steelers sandwich. can find a way to win it. I mean, people in Cincinnati this week should be rooting for the Steelers, should they not? Oh, yeah. Cincinnati yeah, yeah, looking to win gonna. the division. I don't think they're going to, though. Yeah. yeah. There's some things you just don't do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel them on that. There's, yeah. Yeah, that's... I've seen you root for Michigan before. You have not. Oh, I say, I, is that ever I've certainly happened? seen you, you have a rooting. I've seen you have a. Have seen that. I've that seen you have a rooting have interest that. in Michigan. Oh, that's a different thing you're talking about. That's another thing entirely. But I will say this: if it came down to depends how you phrase it, MSU gets in the college playoff. If Michigan beats somebody, I don't want it. It's never the right answer. If I, if I can't do it without their help, it's never the right answer it. to root for them. <laughs> but the other thing is totally different. Totally, totally different. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is had had you guys beaten Ohio State, yes, and Michigan went into that game, the Michigan game hadn't taken place yet. Yeah. You'd want to see. Well, it wouldn't have mattered because we'd have won it. Well, right. but it, the game's been in a different order. Let's put yeah. it that way. No, I just never, never. Rooting, if I get to pick, they lose every game for eternity <laughs> in every sport. <laughs> That's how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I dislike them more than I like us. That's that's fierce. That's a fierce hatred. I'm sure a lot of people in the division wouldn't mind seeing the Steelers go down and then basically – Stay there for about it. 10 years. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's why, you know, when, when people talk about, and you heard a little lot the last couple of years, uh, last offseason, just blow it up. Just blow it up. Have you seen the Giants? Because oh, the Giants really just blew it up. And the Giants haven't had anything to hang their hat on in almost a decade now. They're the most losing team over the, in the Worst last five in Detroit. years. They're, they're last. Yeah. Right, right. Because they blew and it they're up. They're about to blow it up again. Yeah, it, it, you just can't you just can't blow it up and hope or or plan because well we we've done this before. You got to have a plan and, and you know it, it's tough to go into that locker room. I don't know if you agree with this or not, Mike, but but tell T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward, and Minka Fitzpatrick, hey guys, we're gonna blow this up. We're probably gonna stink for the next two or three years. Uh, you know, well, you thing, okay it, with that? It's worked <laughs> the way they do it for a long time. Right. Doesn't mean it's gonna work every year. Every time, yeah. 
But right. if, if there's an odd, you know, this is an outlier this year, right? Um, just statistically and right. with the record. No. And, and we're not even there yet. I mean, it's 500 right now. They could be I don't think they'll 11, be 5, and 1 for all we know. Right. I don't uh, think they'll be 5, 11, and 1, though. But, but <laughs> even if I mean? they are, is that an indictment of the system, or is that just one of those years where sure. stuff happens? Yeah. I mean, I've thought all, all along that this year is their version of a rebuild, that yeah. they're prepping themselves for next year. You know, that – and. Dale and I were talking an hour ago. Well, if that's the Steelers' rebuild and the Browns are all in. Yeah, the Browns are all in. They're last place. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, they've gone (laughs) as aggressive as you can get to win now. Well, they played well defensively Sunday night. Mm, Yeah, they did. And they just couldn't protect Mayfield, particularly after Conklin went out. They're passing and they don't have any. A lot to be they don't have, they have no weapons. Threats. No yeah, weapons. They have no. It's the passing game in general is just non-existent. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I do know that uh, I've, I've gotten that question a lot, specifically this week. Well, why are the Steelers so set in their ways? I'm like, they've kind of adjusted over the years. They made the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. They've signed guys. They signed T.J. Watt to the the you know loop, most lucrative contract uh, for a defender in history. They've signed a bunch of guys this year to, to deals that, you know, included the voidable years in, in future years. So it's not like they haven't adjusted, no, but they but have their works. beliefs. They have, the, you know, their way of doing business, and yeah. as to Mike's point, it has worked. I mean, the Patriots have gone back to well playing exactly like has worked so well for 20 years. You know, they just yeah. didn't have the horses last year. You know, I mean, like, why would you change what yeah. works? They're a great example. They're, right, right. You know, so if you had that bad year, then you're a little higher up in the draft, and then maybe you, you got your guy and right back. How'd the Steelers get bent? You plug your holes right. That's the way it goes. <laughs> well, Mike, we'll let you go. We appreciate you stopping by, and of course, you can uh, hear Mike and Matt tonight uh, uh, on the, the what's it called? The Scouts Honor, right? No, that's no, that's the, that's a pregame show. Steelers preview. Steelers preview with you. Very clever title. <laughs> Previews the game the Steelers are, go- are going to play. That's good because you don't want to so hear Merrill talk about we, last week's game. What could we call this thing? Let's see. How about Steelers preview? Nice. Ingenious. Very good. Very good. But we appreciate you stopping by. Our guest has been Mike Pursuto, the DV Morning Show, Steelers Radio Network. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We will do that right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. 